Hello and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. This is episode 253. My name is Chris. Zenit. And this week, Scanners. Yeah. Uh, so Scanners was written and directed by David Cronenberg and released in January 1981, meaning that this month is the exact 40th anniversary month. Yeah. Uh, Crazy pants. I forgot that Scanners was this old. Yeah. Uh, I always think of Scanners as a late 80s movie for some reason. I guess I probably associate it more around the time, like, when I first saw or heard anything about it. And so I thought, you know, in my mind, that's like an 88 yeah. movie, not an 81 it's, it's movie. pretty early. Yeah, yeah. And it, it definitely has, like, a, a lot more, like, I was actually kind of thinking about this. I was thinking about this even before I rewatched it for this. And it's like, David Cronenberg's career kind of has, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, about like three or four kind of phases to it mm-hmm. roughly kind of corresponding to decades more or less um, and like this kind of represents sort of um, one of the last things of kind of like the first what I would consider like the first phase of his career where it was kind of before it was like obviously a lot more primitive first of all like a lot less, sure. less sort of polished less more mm-hmm. kind of just like you know, like, like you know, this is a low budget Canadian film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Although not that low budget, but compared to some, you know, what, what you would yeah, think about yeah some yeah. classic low budget films. But um, uh, and uh, they tended to have a lot less of the sort of what we associate with like the Cronenbergian kind of like yeah, yeah, like yeah. weird stuff and like kind of True. twisted love like body horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although there's there's a little, a bit, little of bit of it, of it but, but like yeah. you know that's why I say like this is kind of towards the end of that first phase where it was kind of starting to transition. But like most of his really early stuff, I can say there's nothing about this movie that immediately identifies it as Cronenberg. Yeah, like ways. most of his really early stuff, and then this this and kind of I guess like. Um, because he directed uh, the film of The Dead Zone. Oh, the right. Stephen King-based yeah. film. Uh, kind of around this time. Um, those would be kind of like, I'd say, like the end of that first phase where it was like the slightly more conventional mm-hmm. horror slash sci-fi-ish uh, thriller kind of uh, stuff. You know, starting kind of like 70s and then going to this because like most of his earlier stuff was pretty much like all like straight horror mm-hmm. um and then after this well like after this in the dead zone he did videodrome right which came out like 83 i think and to me like that's kind of the beginning of like like okay no one else would make films like this like you know it, that's the begi- that's the beginning of the true cronenbergness of like you know you, like, what you would identify as like, yeah. like where things are just like inexplicably strange mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, you have a lot of real twisted kind of stuff that's, like, clearly comes from, like, a certain kind of mindset. And um, uh, so, you know, there was that. And so then, like, that's kind of what we kind of recognize as, like, Cronenbergian. That was, like, kind of the rest of the 80s and kind of into the 90s. And then, like, around kind of, like, late 90s, uh, then it was sort of shifted again. And he started doing, like, much more kind of mainstream, like more kind of like just dramas um that often kind of had maybe like a bit of a psychological yeah that was tilt but yeah. like they were still basically just like dramas um and i mean some of that stuff's really good i mean mm-hmm. when you got into like the 2000 early 2000s with like you know you had uh 
and sort of mid two thousands, you had like uh, uh, history of violence, and yeah. Eastern promises, yeah. and going all through there. So like all that stuff. I mean, some of that stuff is really Very good. good. Yeah, but that's again like a totally different style mm-hmm. of. Well, he, he definitely he seems to like he'll do some movies. Yeah. Of of and, and yeah, then yeah. he and then he's like okay I've done yeah. movies I, like I just that. find it interesting and, that he tends to like kind of stick with a similar type of thing for like a while. Mm. As opposed to kind of bouncing around within a period of time, yeah, sure, then, or yeah. like gradually kind of shifting over time, you know, um, or just doing kind of like the sort of like Robert Rodriguez, George Miller type of thing, where it's mm. like you've got like your adult movies and your kids yeah. movies, and then you yeah. go back and forth, you know, like that type of thing. Um, yeah, he just sort of Cronenberg kids movies. That's he just sticks to up. It's probably a lot. But anyways, yeah. So so that was kind of in my memory is sort of how I was looking at it, and um, you know, and like I say, like that's kind of how it feels. So it has this very different kind of feel. That's like, um, oops. <laughs> that's uh, you know, I don't know really how to describe it, but it's it's it, it's very Cronenberg, but it's very it's like different than like mm-hmm. later Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was the first time uh, for me for seeing this film. Yeah. Um, I was sure that I had seen, like, bits and pieces of it. But yeah. if I had, it was long ago, I remembered nothing from yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than the, um, the, I guess, like, the, the telltale uh, clip of... Um, the guy getting his head blown off, the which happens. Explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like the third scene in the movie. It's kind of funny, actually, because it's Louis like... Louis Del Grande's head getting blown off. It's by far yeah. the most famous yeah. aspect of this and movie. And it's like really early and on, and then the never done again. the scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, which I feel like in some ways, like, it's a bit kind of... Uh, unfortunate? Oh, not unfortunate, but it's like... It, 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 there's a bit of an anticlimactic aspect when you have something like that so mm. early on, and then it's like, how do you? And really then you do nothing, kind, kind of, of match that, up to yeah, that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it, I mean, I can see the argument to be made that like making a big impact early to kind of grab people, and then yeah. you know, and then, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um. I. Uh, um. Again, not you know, having almost like no memory of, of yeah. ever seeing any bits and pieces of this before I, I, I going into it. It was very I I didn't I had a general idea of what to expect. I was like, okay, earlier eighties film, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, Michael Ironside, woo, young young Mike, very young Michael Ironside, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, In fact, they reference uh, that his character. Um, I actually saw a really Rivik. F- yeah, Daryl Rivik. Uh, I actually saw a really funny comment online where somebody was saying uh, like. Uh, you know, has has uh, Michael Ironside ever looked young? Because like uh, they're like he looks like he's like thirty one here, and he looks like he's already looks like he's like forty five. And and uh, uh, I thought that was a pretty funny uh, uh, thing because uh, you know he just doesn't have that. He does have never had that young. He does face. have kind of like an older look. Yeah. yeah. Um, funny enough, like they even reference like in the movie itself, his character they say he's like 35 mm. yeah, but actually he was like barely like over thirty eight when they made this, oh yeah, but it's like he just doesn't look very young, no, he no. looked a bit younger in the uh when you they showed the film yes. of like the younger when he was supposed yeah. to be like in his twenties, yeah, they actually yeah, did yeah. a pretty good job of making him look mm. younger for that part, um yeah, yeah, but, where they're doing the the 
the evaluation after he drills the hole in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. Because you see that scar there, and yeah. then they touch on that yeah, later. Yeah, um, Which is... Uh, um, so, yeah. One of the up. interesting things was that um, this this had kind of mixed reviews when it came out. I understand um, that. Relatively positive, but, like, certainly there was some notable lower... Like, like Roger Ebert didn't give it a very good review. Mm. There's was, there was some, like, notable, like, somewhat poor reviews. And overall, just, like, very back and forth, like, either, like, good or, or not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the first movies that actually, like, kind of competed on, like, international, like, box office. Oh. Uh, that was, like, a pretty much wholly Canadian film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made for, like, just over 4 million Canadian. Mm. Uh, and it did, like, f- over 14 million at the box office. So that's, like, pretty successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, for back, sure. Back then. Mm-hmm. Um, for a Canadian, a whole Canadian made yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which they, they kind of, like, they did that thing where they don't, like, they didn't go to great pains to disguise it, but they also didn't, like, reference anything specifically yeah. Canadian. So they yeah. kept it as generic kind of North American... You know, it felt um, like it could have been like it could have taken place anywhere. Yeah. Like, it, well, the thing is, is where it took place didn't matter. Yeah, like it was that was not like relevant. There, there's like if you know the place, the spots and mm-hmm. stuff, and then there's certain things like they they didn't necessarily cover up. Yeah. And like you know, occasionally you'll see like bilingual signs in the background, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. That like they didn't like try to cover that up. Yeah, uh, they didn't do that thing where where often like American productions where they want it to be set in the states, but like they clearly they shot it like Vancouver or yeah, like, yeah. somewhere like that, where they'll actually put like U.S. like plates on all the cars, the cars and, stuff. and stuff, yeah, like the, yeah. all the cars that are featured in the, in it to, to like match the you know. So they didn't like try to cover mm-hmm. up that it was Canadian, but they also didn't make any specific references. I don't yeah. I don't believe they ever showed like money or anything, which is one of those Not telltale things. Yeah. If you see people spending Canadian money, you know it takes place in, in Canada. Canada. Not yeah. just yeah. not just shot in Canada, yeah. um, but I don't recall there being any scenes of people actually using money. Um, so, so like, uh, but, well, the only time you see somebody using money is when uh, right at the uh, is it right at the beginning. Well, I mean, there is that mall that starts with the mall, mall scene, scene. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think actually like, any I money. I was going to say I don't think, I don't think actually because like, the main character shot. doesn't spend the character no, at that no. point. Uh, um, uh, vale, Cameron yeah. Vale's character. Yeah. He's because he's like a homeless guy. He's just eating off the tables and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Which yeah, is pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like they, they, they didn't like go through great pains to cover it up, but they also mm-hmm. like didn't yeah. point it out in the story or anything. So it's cause like there are some, um, Cronenberg movies, which are like, they make deliberate reference. Like, like it's yeah. actually like, like, oh, like, like they're actually, they're in Toronto and they're actually in, in Toronto, Toronto type yeah. thing, you know? Um, but well, uh, he's quite proud of that when he, yeah, I mean, and all, and he's made all his, you know, other than there a few of them later on, uh, he made in like England and Europe yeah. and stuff, and often take place at the you know, like Eastern Promises was made in London and takes place in London, mm-hmm. but um, uh, oh Europe, you mean what we like to call small Canada? Europe, yeah, yeah, and there some of them yeah, yeah, were yeah. made in Europe, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then like um, I guess the other notable thing um, would be uh, like pretty much all of Cronenberg's films, uh, the music's by Howard Shore, mm-hmm. who's best known for the Lord of the Rings music, which is like this grandiose, huge thing. And this is more in the usual thing of the kind of experimental forays mm-hmm. into atonal musical composition style uh, Howard Shore music, which, like, were, you know, it, similar to, like... It was... And, I mean, he was doing that all the way through. I mean, even Crash has that right. type of music. Yeah. And that's, like, mid-90s. 90s, yeah. That's, like, almost, right? almost 15 so, yeah. years... That's, like, 15 years after this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that just kind of seems to be, like, his other thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think, like, somebody who is known for this, like, 
yeah, big, yeah, yeah. stirring, symphonic, complex. You hey, know. He's got, you know, he's got multiple interests. Got, it's fine. Yeah, a range, yeah. Um, he's also the original musical director for Saturday Night Live. Oh, interesting. And, and yeah. actually wow. wrote, like, the theme music for that and everything. Huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. God, that's really, like, because, yeah. I mean, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, Maura Michaels, the creator and producer of Saturday Night Live, is also originally Canadian. So oh, right. they, they all came out of the same yeah. scene yeah. In, in, in Toronto. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the ri- number of the original cast that's members true. of, of true, Saturday Night yeah. Live were also that's Canadian also actors. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so basically, um, Comedians. Scanners... Um, I feel like most people kind of probably have an idea, but basically it's about, you know... Psychic powers, essentially. People yeah, these sort of they, they're called, they're like telepaths. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, what they it doesn't work in the conventional way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that kind of slightly sci-fi-ish twist where, like, yeah. basically they say like it's essentially remotely connecting yeah. to a nervous system and then mm-hmm. basically like, like melding your nervous system so yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. control you control else's, or read it you know. or yeah. yeah you know uh, which is like a clever idea mm-hmm. um well it puts know, what it puts it's, this, it's very sort of sci-fi it puts this this interesting sort of because doing so puts a strain there's sort of a cost yeah. there's a cost it puts a strain yeah, on the yeah. user which is not usually like usually when they show the telepathy it's very like Offhand, like yeah, oh, yeah. I just read your mind, yeah. your hand wavy. Or, kind or of. at most, it'll be something where, like you know, like maybe they might like when their fingers first, to the temple, yeah, or, like, yeah, with, yeah, or like like sometimes like people who have like telepathic powers, like when they're first learning, maybe mm-hmm. they like they have to put a little more effort into it. Yeah, but it's not that kind of like very almost kind of like dangerous yeah, yeah, you know yeah. sort of relationship that mm-hmm. that it sort of has yeah to yeah have. and and that puts a different angle on yeah. on this and it allows for, for because it's not such a everybody that makes lots affair. of weird faces. faces yeah 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 it's a lot of and that then, going on and then and then the high pitched wine yeah, accompanies yeah, yeah. all of it which uh was always I always felt was way too loud and went on for way too long yeah. it was just like is, and I didn't know if that was like a deliberate choice. Is this I, like, I, is he deliberately trying to be little, like, like annoying with it's this? It's a little bit like, deliberate choice in that it conveys the like yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, but also I think part of it is like. But it just meant that every time it happened, I, tra- I just turned the TV down because it was too loud. Fair. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then like, oh, they're talking. I have to turn the TV back up because yeah, I can't hear them talking fair. now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think a little bit of it is to like get that kind of like. An, to, to make it sort of annoying so it's like that it, uncomfortable kind of piercing, that yeah, yeah. which I assume but I think also the... some of it is just like you gotta remember the time uh, yeah, yeah, it's again. just like yeah. there was a limit to what they you know could mm-hmm. really technically sort of do and, mm-hmm. and it's like you well, know making a sound like that for some you know it's like the six million dollar man you know mm-hmm. yeah you know, well, it's exactly like, like, it's yeah, like making yeah. some sort of sound to try to convey because you don't really have much else it was like, sort all of all they a... basically had was making like a sound effect and and people making faces, yeah, yeah, to really yeah. convey, you know, I mean, there, there, there's no, I mean, mm. there's there's special effects in in the literal like in the industry term sense of like the physical things yeah. that happen, people getting thrown around, mm-hmm. things exploding, things yeah. going on fire, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's no like visual effects. No, right. there's no like CG or like no. optical effects no. or like animation, no rotoscoping, no animation, nothing like that. Like that right? That, there's no. nothing like that. So there's like stunts and mm. like physical effects, but like you know, it's all practical. So so I mean, like basically, they just make faces mm-hmm. and and yeah. have an annoying no- noise, no, and yeah. that's that's and, scanning. And this is yeah. sort of like um, this movie is interesting. Uh, to me, because like I, overall, I, I I quite enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, oh, no. I, I I like I like Here's this the movie. thing. It's but really it, like cheesy. It's 
and like see I didn't think it was cheesy I think it's kind of cheesy I, since, I mean maybe a little bit but I think it was just like I mean I like I it. think it was maybe but, and like, I've seen it it did so certain things times. really well yeah and certain things were clearly like either budget related yeah. or, or or like the sound stuff just th- that's just how it was in yeah, you yeah. know early 81 this yeah. is what you got in a sci-fi yeah. you know, kind of movie yeah. you know um like some of the well, acting, there wasn't as much nuance. Some in, of the in, acting, like, sound design. I thought was 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 really good. Yeah, um, Doctor Ruth, I thought yeah. he was he was probably Patrick like, McGowan. Yeah, he's yeah. the uh, the co creator and star of The Prisoner, mm-hmm. best known as yeah. um, and sort of I guess our generation who aren't as familiar with like classic British television, yeah, uh, yeah. cult like cult television uh, would also maybe remember uh, he was like the king that the the. the the super like kind of evil, not nah, not evil, but like sure. semi evil king in 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 Braveheart. Braveheart, um, yeah. You know, in terms of like he was definitely he was harsh. He was the harsh. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of harsh. Let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, he was in that. Um, so you know, a lot of people probably know him from that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, he's always the from the prisoner because like, yeah. I love that. That's show. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he's a great actor. In like, in fact, in some ways. Almost he's probably like, the most veteran actor. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, his character is meant to be yeah. older and, yeah. you know, have been around for a while. Because um, he was always actually older than what he looks anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah. even even in real life, like, right? He just, like, I he's think... He's just I, another I think, old, like, like He's another older-looking actor. Yeah, like, like in, like, the 60s when they made, like, The Prisoner, I think he was in, in like, his 40s. Oh, right, right, yeah. Like, early 40s. Um, so, when, so, this time, like, he's probably, like, you know... Yeah, like well into like his probably his sixties, I would imagine. Yeah, right. Uh, but he doesn't look too too old. Yeah, yeah he passed um, away in two thousand nine. Yeah, so but I'm pretty uh, sure he was born like in the. Uh, like, he was eighty nine years old when he passed away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he was born like in the twenties, right? Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, right. But you wouldn't think like he doesn't come across as like being that old. Yeah. Uh, no, ninety one. Sorry, not twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, he was ninety one when he passed away. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he always looked. Old, uh, old, uh, younger than what he actually was, but yeah, but, but yeah, like but I thought, it, it almost I thought was, most oh, sorry, of the yeah, sorry, I thought, your thought about I thought that. most of the acting was yeah. pretty good. Uh, the overall like story, especially the way it kind of like loops around on itself, yeah. was was good. The representation of the scanners and stuff were good, and then, um, uh, and then it's sort of like kind of everything else was just sort of um, uh, just a, a product of like budget time. You know, like a lot of the side character acting was. Just completely like phoned in, like characters just saying the lines and then leaving, you yeah. know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, part of just... that was that, like that. That's a little bit of an early, and I was that's part of why I talked. Yeah. I mentioned in the uh, the beginning about mm-hmm. like the kind of different stages of Cronenberg career because, yeah. like, a lot of his early movies have a similar kind of like almost sort of very awkward. Yeah, kind of yeah, that's way sort that of characters what it is. deliver lines yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the way that like people act, and it's a bit like the kind of like um, you know, and a lot of filmmakers. I mean, it reminds me of like a sort of like a, like a sort of sort of like a, like a cheesy like B horror movies or things yeah, like yeah. that. You know, but it's like, like it's but it's like those are kind of often come out of because it's like obvious that like they just um, don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas like this kind of comes across as almost kind of like a deliberate choice to mm-hmm. me at, at times where. Like, it just because it's so specifically awkward. Yes, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, why would you choose to the, the scene towards the end where uh, Brandon Keller, who, yeah. who plays like kind of this like uh, he's like the, he's security, the security guy, but he's the, actually working for, for Revic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like a mole. Yeah. 
um, uh, he's in with the, the the three guys in the computer room there, yeah. and oh yeah, and. And and so, and uh, again, like and Cameron so is remotely like accessing yeah, the computers over the, computer. the phone because he's because well, which, which I always thought was him. one of the coolest yes. ideas. Yeah, the yeah. idea that like it's just analogous to a, it's just another nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know? mean, it's it's electrons, right? It's sort yeah. of like that. So he's he's basically dialed in. Yeah. And and Keller's like freaking out. Yeah. And the computer guys are just he's like he's like like what's happening? He's like and then the computer guys are like well. <laughs> we're on the phone line and he's like and, and like and so the files are being and he's like they can access anything if they get it like yeah. it's like this giant emergency and this guy could not care unless he's presenting everything like like also it's my lunch break <laughs> yeah. you know like there is no and it actually made it kind of amusing like you yeah. know or, um, no I get you there is sort of a tone to scanners that is um like, and again, maybe that's the cheesiness of the factor that you were saying there, where like parts of this movie are like kind of like, like not deliberately funny, but funny in their presentation. You know, the scene yeah. where all the scanners are in the at the house there, yeah. and they're all like doing like the kumbaya circle, <laughs> and they're all kind of they're doing this <laughs> they like just get shotgun, yeah, and they just before they all get shotgunned, yeah. Um, it, it was it was. Th- there's that, a lot of shotgunning in there this. Was, well, it is everything kind of, is shotgun. It is really funny, which yeah. I guess makes sense because they're relatively cheap yeah. to acquire. And, yeah, you know, well, it's funny. It's Canada, either shotguns you know, or common. at the beginning, the guys who the take Revic away. Yeah. they all have Lugers for some. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's because those were like obviously like prop prop like, guns, like and that's a suit. Probably the same were, with the shotguns from from, yeah. from some theater department. Yeah, like, yeah, prop, yeah. You know, and I'm like. What year does this movie take place in? <laughs> like, it's clearly, like, 80s. Like, they're all dressed yeah. like it's it's that interesting kind of, like, it's 81. So, basically, everything still looks like it's 76 it's kind of, kind yeah, of deal. There's a lot of the clothes yep. and stuff like that. Yep. You know, uh, do you like brown and paisley? Because that's what we got for fashion. You know, the haircuts, that kind of stuff. But it's what you expect. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that, the, that, that mall food court at the beginning there was oh that's like oh my childhood I mean, oh I mean, I, yes everything is so red plastic I, I agree but at the same time I was like well having fringe really that much. in some ways like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like it's interesting just how recognizable malls are oh, yeah. no matter the era mm. like every, basically like from the time that that malls were established as like yeah. Like late sixties, what malls yes. basically look like? Mm-hmm. They haven't changed that much. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> like yes, they've changed in certain ways. Like especially like the the decor of like specific, and that's sort of what I was meaning. The like, sort of the like, specific decor, but like yeah. you know, you look at you know, uh, I mean, Dawn of the Dead came out in seventy yeah. eight. That was filmed in a real mall. Um, you know this, mm. uh, and then all oh, so to, many like, things. Like, mall yeah. rats, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the nineties yeah. was yeah. like that was filmed in a real mall. It's probably a byproduct of the fact that like and ultimately like. like the, the the construction and design of a mall has yeah. to be functional to move yeah, people yeah. around, so you can only mess with that so much. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure there are lots of malls out there that look real different, and I yeah. bet they sucked at probably like well, shopping. <laughs> well, I mean, the the I'd say probably the one that kind of stands out the most, which is funny because it is also a real mall, is like that uh, um, that Galleria Mall in in California. I forget what the city it is it's like a suburb of mm. LA I think but the one that was in um, Chopping Mall and oh Terminator yeah yeah, 2, yeah 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 you know 
and and it actually in because Cho- when Chopping Mall when they portrayed it as like this is like the high the tech like, this mall. is like the mall of the future and it actually kind of made sense because yeah. it looked so different than like their yeah. typical mall um, and and other than that like most of the time malls when malls, malls appear in yeah. movies they all kind of look yeah. roughly the same like yeah. like I don't know but I, I get I also do agree yeah, I mean yeah. yes obviously there's a certain amount of updating of like certain aspects of the yeah, yeah. of the decoration mm-hmm. but. I was actually kind of shocked by how similar it looked. I was expecting it to look very different, and I was like, it's just a mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the difference in that kind of stuff went, like, whenever they were outside. Yeah. And, you know, the cars, the Yeah, of the course, everything. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's it, it sort of, like, oh, like I said, overall, I, I, I quite enjoyed this movie. It was, yeah. it was a good fun uh, It was fun. It was a fun movie yeah, to watch. I mean, I like um, it. I like it. But I like, wish, I still... I think the only thing I wish they had changed was how, was the whole, and I guess... I don't understand exactly why they went this route, yeah. um, but I, I, you know, I, I guess I was like maybe it was just sort of it was easy to portray it this way yeah. with like the the teams hunting those guys those them them down with the in the vans and yeah, the, yeah. With the shotguns and that all that, like that all seemed very um, it kind of seemed a boring and mundane way of dealing with this situation compared yeah. to like how interesting and kind of fantastical the rest of it was going on. And maybe that was the point. Like, yeah. like you know, even though scanners have powers and everything, like, Rivik is just going to hire thugs to go deal with them kind of deal, yeah. rather than, like, like literally going and dealing with them with himself well, I, or something. Part, part of that also is, I think, is uh, there's a little bit of, like, a like an ego slash kind of, like... Uh, sure. His, his lack of... Because, like... He he references at the very end there when when him and 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 Cameron have like their final oh yeah yeah sort of head to head. He references that because it, it's that sort of like that group that's kind of like the the outside sort of group yeah. that's like against like what he's doing, um, it, which is uh, with Kim Obrist yeah um, played by Jennifer O'Neill um, and who like it's very strange because she's basically like the top build character and ostensibly basically the female lead yeah she does not appear until like almost 40 minutes in and she's not actually fully introduced as a character until almost 50 minutes in. yeah which is a very strange choice Mm -hmm. um but But i mean also like cameron's like more or less i guess the main character yeah it's like twelve minutes of this movie go by before he says his first word. Right, but that's you know, more like, of, like but that's more of like a like. Just, there's no. But like, he's literally in the first shot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. From like the there's beginning. no like he's in. It's it's not till like well into the second second scene, third scene. No, it's not. The first scene is the mall. He says nothing. He gets captured. He second says nothing. Second scene is him waking up. He says nothing there. Yeah. He doesn't say anything till the second time Doctor yeah. Ruth comes to see him. The third which is like that's the fourth scene of the movie. The scene, yeah, yeah. yeah the which third is crazy. scene is the is the yeah. concept the 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 yeah, the boardroom the meeting, public yeah. display thing where where yeah. Revik blows up the other. Oh, that's thing. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which is hilarious because um, one of the things that people like to point out the boardroom meeting comes after the one of the, the things that people like to point out is that. Uh, there's no like the continuity of like how there's no mess after the dude's oh. head explodes. Oh, yeah. Like you see, like the head explosion is like creates this huge mess, 
or would you would, yeah, yeah, you would yeah, think yeah, yeah. but like when it cuts, well, Revic would be covered when in, it cuts in back because he's literally sitting right next yeah, to the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. but there's no mess anywhere around there's no blood yeah. there's nothing on Revic right yeah. and I actually saw somebody made a good joke about how like he's such a good scanner he can make it so it doesn't blow up so yeah. like none of the blood got on himself it just yeah, went yeah, around yeah. Um, yeah. but the thing is is that when it cuts back to that wide shot of like in that like that was sort of like hall, like lecture hall. Lecture there. hall, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no mess at all. There's nothing yeah. because the head explosion shot wasn't done mm. on that, live on that no, set. No. Like while they were shooting that film, that was done completely separately. Yeah. By this, you can tell team. the way they zoom in for that. Yeah, that I mean, cut. it's just yeah. like a dark background. Which yeah. I mean, it's just a dark background in the room. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, it doesn't like like the matching isn't completely off in the sense that like mm-hmm. it's a totally different background or anything, but like. It was done in a completely mm-hmm. different place, and it's just basically an insert yeah. shot. Um, so I mean, a lot of the the practical, you know, so they didn't the practical, go, like you know, they didn't go to the lengths are... of like let's spew some mess around yeah, 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 to yeah. like show the aftermath of mm-hmm. the. They just cut and yeah. then they just cut yeah. that shot in and then just kept going. Uh, the the other one that that uh, uh, is is after they shoot uh, Cameron with the trank gun in yeah. the mall there, where they're chasing him down, yeah. and then they're dragging him away later, and they have in like his one hand has the trank in it. Yeah. It's like clearly a prosthetic hand because he's got a two, and it's a it's not even the same color as his other hand. The prosthetic yeah. is a different. Well, I mean color. that's a long standing. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. there back in the day, there seemed to be a huge problem. With matching like skin tones of like prosthetics and fake arms and stuff like that, and stuff like that to like the actual person, because that's something that is in almost every old movie. Yeah, like pretty much every old movie, regardless of budget. (laughs) Yeah, they never seem to match the. They had one can of paint for each race. They had a can of white paint. They had a can of brown paint. They had a can. Very very (laughs) weird. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's funny. I didn't yeah. notice that one. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I just happened. I do like the part where because when, well, because it, it bothered me that he didn't pull it out. Yeah, that he just left it in there, and so I kept looking to see like, does he fall out? Does he pull it well, out? Like, I, I did enjoy the whole um, when they they like after the head explosion where everybody's freaking out and everything. Yeah. And then they detain, like, they go to, like, detain Revit because they're yeah. like, well, they're like, we have to get, you know, check you out because, yeah. like, and he's just like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and then they, like, get him down on the ground and they have the doctor yeah. give him the shot. But the, then the he makes the doctor shot, give it to him. He, like, looks, like, and he makes the doctor just give, give it to himself. Give, put it in his own hand, which yeah. I thought was, that was really yeah. cool. You know? Ephemeral. I mean, that's yeah. the problem when dealing with, like, especially because. Like, they're not used to... Yeah. Like, obviously, they don't deal with that. Like, their program is, mm-hmm. like, knows about scanners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, protocols in place for dealing with them. But, like, they haven't really encountered that many. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. most of them have been out Scrolled there. Scrolled away the or, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I, I did think that was kind of funny, that aspect of, like... like what do you do? Like, why didn't they, like, well, why didn't they put the... Why didn't they put the ephemeral in the dart gun? That's yeah. what they should have done. Well, that's but what they, they didn't... normally do. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. obviously that's what they, they were not. That yeah. is what's in it. Like when yeah. they shot, like say Cameron, right? Cameron, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had obviously had a, a femoral in the yeah. dark gun, but like, um, and they they do it later as well because uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, they shoot. Well, they shoot. Uh, well, Revic later. at the end when he captures oh, right. Cameron, shoots Cameron. Cameron with the dart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they um, also shoot. Uh, what's her name with it too? Kim. Kim. Yeah. yeah. When they when they, when they and, capture uh, both of them. Yeah. So except that except that case, it's not. Because Doctor Ruth ensures that it's not because that's why they still have their powers. Right, right, yeah, right, right. He actually right. brings that up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, but anyways, um, yeah, like I just thought it was funny that um, they. Uh, uh, 
Well, it's like it's clear that they basically they just they were totally not expecting that. Exactly. Like yeah. they had some on hand just because that's something that yeah. they have, but like they clearly were not expecting that. To, like, like this situation were, was not, you know, because yeah. they they had like their scanner that was like their the guy yeah. that works for them that you know, mm. and it's like oh he just got his head blown up. Yeah. Okay, now what? Um, so it was a little bit of like a you know they didn't really know what they were doing, but like it did make me think about like yeah like what do you do? Like it's pretty hard to. Mm-hmm. Like, you basically just have to catch them unaware. Yeah. Which, depending on their power level, yeah. can be mm-hmm. not so easy, you know, or, or you know, because, I mean, like, for example, they, like, Kim's little group there, like you said, their Kumbaya circle. Yeah. You know, and those I mean, guys they were otherwise came, occupied. That's what I mean, yeah, is it's yeah. like they had, like, their minds connected, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a pretty crazy, like, that part where, like, when she's, like, afterwards, when they're escaping mm-hmm. from that uh, scene, and she's, like... Like I know what it feels like to die now because yeah, like yeah. they're literally connected, and so she felt to the when other they died. Got people yeah. in the group when they got killed, so it's just like that's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's something that's been covered in other sure movies and stuff like that about like telepaths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like you know in somebody's mind when they die, it's like oh that's pretty like traumatic thing, and I would imagine it would be. Um, uh, I did kind of I do like um, the way that they portrayed like the sort of um, unfiltered. Kind of like all the overlapping, all oh, like the, the murmuring noises, and how and kind of distorted like, voices, how sort of like like disorienting, and how like unpleasant mm-hmm. that would actually yeah. be. Like that, I think they did a good job of that. Um, and and you do have it's to, like having a crowd talking to your like, ear. Oh, all like the time. no wonder, like pretty much, you know, any 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 uh, they can't hold normal scanners, lives. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like like they tend to kind of go a little bit nuts. Yeah, because like man, like you know, mm-hmm. anybody would with that just in their head all the time, right? Yeah, so. That was kind of neat. But yeah, like I definitely think like like I like it, mm-hmm. but I like it in spite of the fact that sure, I'm aware that sure, it's sure. like it's it's not necessarily one of Cronenberg's best movies. Like it's it's fairly well known, but I think that's mostly because of certain highlights like the head explosion or the end battle mm-hmm. uh, with Karen yeah. and, and Rebek, um, which is pretty epic um, just in terms of like the... The the, the, yeah, the, the, the powers the physical effects yeah. like yeah. the prosthetics and stuff like their all their face stuff and everything, yeah. um, b- giant veins like blood like, like coming out huge and yeah. stuff and yeah, yeah. yeah. well I mean because like Cameron I mean his body basically gets like pretty much completely yeah well his body well he's, he's, his like body catches fire and yeah. then yeah but yeah, even yeah. before that like you just see like it's just degrades yeah, like, yeah. It's just, he's almost melting like in it's a way, just yeah. like like you know coming apart basically yeah. like. Which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Um, there was a there was when they were having the conversation there, and I played it twice, and I still yeah. wasn't sure what they were talking about. Like what I couldn't follow the path of the conversation. Which there. conversation? Um, right at the end when Revik and yeah, yeah. and Cameron are 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 before it gets like really intense, and they they're not talking anymore. They're just like yeah, mind yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, or whatever Revik Revik says it like we'll do this the scanner way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, sort of like, you know, the, it's clear that this will not be settled by our mastery of the force, but yeah. by our skill with the lightsaber. The saber, yeah, You know, exactly. it's kind of like that. It's like, we're going to settle uh, this like, you know, like, like scanners. Jedi. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. settle this like scanners, you know. And he, and he, he says something along the lines of like, like, well, because like, he's his brother, and he says yeah, yeah. something like, you know, he's going to... He uh, reveals that, that actually they're brothers, and that yeah. Dr. Ruth is their father, father, and that he basically, you know, he had... Uh, he had uh, created them, or you know, they got their powers from because he had uh, Doctor Ruth had used 
like the an, ephemeral. Early, an early like version of ephemeral on like his wife when she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah. but there's something that he says something along the lines of like uh, uh, Cameron says something like you're not even Revic anymore, and I oh well and, he, he and I and I I wasn't sure if he was referring to. Like because Revik had kind of like sucked in so many like other personalities. Uh, I think he was just making a metaphor because he was saying he was comparing him to Doctor Ruth, and he was saying you you sound just like him. You're like a you're like a reincarnation of him. And Revik was saying like like no, I'm Revik. Like, okay. He was basically asserting like like no, I'm you know. And so at a certain point, I wasn't sure if like yeah. if like maybe there was something I no, missed like earlier getting, about like was, like like Revik. Yeah. Isn't even Revic like yeah. like there's somebody like he, I mean I like, guess there's somebody else like another scanner I mean, I has already moved in there considering but, but, the way but I wasn't sure if I had missed ending. something or not yeah. no I think it was just well, because because then how the ending turns out yeah. is Cameron ends up inside Revic's body but yeah. then takes it over and I was yeah. like oh is that what happened to yeah. Revic's body I, think, I wasn't sure because no, I, I think the, it makes it clear that basically like he, he was you know because he he felt like that. Like in his story, he's not the villain; he's the good guy because yeah, yeah. basically, like, like what we're striking out what, against those what like, their father did and stuff, yeah. and then like you know, and, it's like I'm not the monster; they're the monster. Yeah, but yeah, but of yeah, course, yeah, he yeah. wants to basically use scanners uh, to essentially take over the world more or less. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, that's why he's the villain because he wants to bring like the world to its knees and like rule <laughs> over normals. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, like that's what makes him the villain, but. Cameron was just basically um, metaphorically okay. referring to that basically like he's like essentially like like he's just become another version of his father of being oh, okay. being being okay. Uh, that makes more sense like now. being yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, what's the word like um, fanatical mm-hmm. about yeah, his yeah. beliefs and about you know imposing. Yeah. You know, because because he, he brings it up after they were already without like, any they had already started to like mind that. battle and I yeah. was like. Did he like see something in Revik's mind yeah. or something? And, but then nothing came of it. Yeah. So I was I was a bit confused. Yeah, because no, that makes what sense. he says yeah, is yeah. he says like, "Oh, you're just like him, uh, yeah, like okay. Doctor Ruth." And then and then you know it's like I'm it's like I'm seeing like a, a reincarnation of him kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And Revik's like, "No, I'm Revik." Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's she's trying to be like like no like like I'm me. I'm a, I'm an individual. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm myself. You know, because because right. it's like he doesn't want to like admit that like he's basically just as like fanatical and just yeah. as like close minded to like what anyone else wants. Like, you know, Bob's your uncle. And then... Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, I wish <laughs> it was a little early for that. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm I'm glad we watched this. Um, it's always uh, it's been a long time for me. So yeah. I've seen it a few times, but. Uh, and um, it, it's good, you know, puts another in yeah. that, you know, like uh, another Cronenberg movie that yeah. I've seen now, well, like you know, said, shrinking that like library said, of ones that I haven't. it's not really one of his best. I think it's just kind of well known because of certain aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not really one of his best. And, and critics and stuff like that generally don't consider it one of his best. Um, but um, I do like it, but it is kind of like cheesy. It does have some weird things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily one of his best, but... It, it's still kind of memorable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I definitely understand how it's become like the cult classic. Yeah. That it is like yeah. That. I mean, I think like the head explosion alone mm-hmm. would have made it a cult movie. Sure. Even if that's all it really had going for it. Yeah, just because yeah. like, if you go back to that time, it's like, there's nothing really like that. And it's mm. still pretty spectacular today. So, um, 
But yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much so, that's, uh, everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, that's a good... Uh, all right. So that's, uh, scanners. that's Scanners. Um, yeah. We'll be back next, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with a uh, slightly newer film. Um, yeah, a little bit newer. A little bit newer. Uh, and then a uh, week after that, we've got our top five. So uh, until oh, then... that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited about it, but I'm also like... Uh, a lot more work to do on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm just gonna leave it until like the last minute. No, well, not the last minute. <laughs> oh, it's the best way. I'm gonna, I don't want to overthink it, so I'm gonna oh, leave no, no, no. it. Uh, I'm not you know, you should overthink it. You know, but I'm just but saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you'll find out more about that in two weeks. Until then, I'm Chris. Seven. Cheers. Bye bye.